Do you want to be a great physical therapist or physical therapist assistant? Of course you do. You want to help your patients. Where do you want to do it? Well, that's personal to you. Let your PT or PTA license take you where you want to go. Travel physical therapy positions in all 50 states and D.C. in all settings. Where? A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. That's A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. Go there and pick out what's important to you. Let your license take your career where you want it to go. R-E-U-S Medical Staffing. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. The radio brings into the home, the schoolroom, the hospital, and news of world events. We're going old school. This is Throwback Thursday. Digging up something from the past. Dusting it off and making it new again. Throwback Thursday. On PT Pinecast. Uh, cranking up the old Throwback Thursday machine. This one goes back two years, 2018 in October. Uh, Kelly Roseberry is a physical therapist who works with the Travis Mills Foundation. Great organization. Supports post-9-11 recalibrated veterans and their families with long-term programs that help these women and men overcome physical obstacles, strengthen their families, and give them a well-deserved rest and relaxation. It's a full-on, all-inclusive, all-expenses-paid, barrier-free vacation. It's this huge compound in Maine where the vets and their families get to participate in adaptive activities, bond with other veteran families, and just like just be around people who are similar to them and going through similar experiences. Uh, pretty awesome. Check out their website, TravisMillsFoundation.org. We gotta get we got Kelly on the show. She's the PT up there and the director. We gotta get Travis on the show. He's got a ridiculously amazing story and just a killer attitude. I uh, did want to highlight some of the things they do up there at the Travis Mills Foundation. Again, like a week-long retreat. People go up there with their families. Yoga, archery, kayaking, canoeing, boating, fly fishing, uh, uh, guided fishing trips, pottery, painting, golfing, shooting sports, horseback riding. I uh, know I'm almost out of breath. Cycling, ropes course, martial arts, all this stuff, all adaptive for the vets and their families. Pretty badass, right? We uh, we caught up with Kelly. We found out about her because she's a PT and she runs this this awesome uh, organization. So caught up with her in 2018. Wanted to give it to you in a Throwback Thursday episode. First round brought to you by our friends at uh, Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and how you can apply BFR in your clinical practice properly. You want to do it right. OwensRecoveryScience.com is their website. Go there now. OwensRecoveryScience.com. On with the Throwback Thursday episode. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Welcome aboard. This is the PT Pinecast. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Welcome to PT Pinecast. On the program today, the program director for the Travis Mills Foundation. Kelly Roseberry is a physical therapist and works with that great organization, which you can find out more at travismills.org. Kelly Roseberry, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Love talking about stuff like this because I like to see where physical therapy can get to. Of course, as physical therapists, we know that it could get lots of different places, but I love when it has already infiltrated those places and it's doing good things. So let's start from the start. Your, your PT career 
Where'd that begin and how'd that lead you to the foundation where you are now? I actually was able to get quite involved in the military system when I was still a PT student with my internships through Shenandoah University. I come from a military background. And so really it was kind of a natural fit. It was where I felt most comfortable. And so I was really lucky and able to get into the amputee clinic at Walter Reed uh, as a new grad. As I finished my internship, I pretty much stayed on after taking boards. And so I spent seven years in that clinic treating uh, mostly polytrauma patients, war casualties, um, missing multiple limbs. I met Travis there, who was a quad amputee. He was the fifth to survive the recent war on terror. And um, he was just sort of a bundle of energy from the get-go. And once he had finished his rehab and sort of left the hospital, graduated, as we say, and, and moved on to, you know, doing bigger and better things in life, he had started this foundation up in Maine, where his wife is from, and sort of reached back out needing a program director. And he knew that I had some experience with that. I had run a camp for kids with amputations. And he's like, hey, I have this thing. I really think you should come up there. And, you know, so sort of one thing led to another. And he's real persistent. <laughs> and it seemed like it seemed like the right fit for the next step after the after the hospital. I love that. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to skip over like something like, you know, getting into to Walter Reed. I mean, that's that's the, that's one of the spots right in the country. That's that's one of the spots where if you want to work in a military setting, if you want to work with these particular individuals, that's that's the place to be good on you for getting in there. And obviously for working oh, your butt off you. and being able to stick around. Absolutely. It was you know, it was an absolute honor and privilege to be there and. You know, people ask a lot, how does that happen? And, you know, honestly, it's sort of a situation where the stars just align and the timing is just perfect. You know, I was able to get in there and do an internship. And then, you know, lucky for me, they had an opening sort of right as I was graduating. And, you know, when you spend three months there treating patients, they kind of know exactly what they're going to get if oh, they're yeah. going to hire you. And, and so I think it was just it was timing. And then, you know, you don't really have a choice but to work your tail off. It was a busy clinic and it was a lot of fun. I'm a better person for having the opportunity for sure. That's great. Yeah, I know some classmates because I went to school in Northern Virginia at Marymount University. I know a lot of classmates who, you know, were trying to get in there. Of course, when you have a name like Walter Reed with such gravity, it's it's going to be, you know, a, a tough place to get into. I uh, was lucky enough to have a physical therapist on the show a couple years ago, actually, uh, Adele Levine, who wrote a book, Walk, Don't Run, oh, yeah. about her time at Walter Reed. And it's just, it's got this mystique about it. And it's it's always great to hear people talk so fondly about their time there for what they're able to do for the, for the people they actually get to interact with. It's, it's just great to hear. It was a challenge. It really makes you think outside the box. And, you know, they're pushing the envelope and you have to push it right along with them. You don't want to be the limiting factor. Yeah. If somebody can imagine something that they you know, can do. And you're in a little bit of a sort of a cloud type of an environment, a little bit of a bubble where, you know, you are able to do and treat patients just based on patient need, not necessarily dictated by insurance or visits or things like that. So it's a little bit of a fantasy world sometimes, but it does allow for some of that creativity and a little bit of a different environment for sure. Is it because of the military setting? Is that is that why? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. that's what I thought. I mean, I've talked to Johnny Owens, who's worked for the Center for the Intrepid. Oh, yeah. He said mm -hmm. similar sentiments. He's saying, our job was to say yes and then figure it out, which I right. mean, that's what, that's what all physical therapists really, really want to be able to do. Absolutely. You know, and, and I loved how you mentioned like the limiting, you don't want to be the limiting factor. Absolutely not. And that's right. That's great that you get to, to, to see things and say, probably in your head, I have no idea how we're going to do that, but we're going to figure it out, which is really, Absolutely. and that's the attitude of, of, that's the overarching attitude of our women and men in, in the armed services is I have no idea how we're going to do that, but we're going to figure it out. 
Yep. If they're willing to try, I'm willing to try right along with them for sure. Love that. All right. So let's talk about (laughs) Travis. You mentioned that you came across, you know, working with him and meeting him and uh, being just 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 a giant amount of energy. You know, who who was he when you came across him? You know, tell 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 a brief story until the audience gets a, a, a feel of who he is. By the time I met him, he um, had been an amputee for maybe two weeks. I was not his primary therapist. One of my coworkers was his primary therapist, but if she was out, then I would take him. But quite honestly, if anyone was in that clinic when he was there, you all had a part in Travis's (laughs) rehab. But he was just from day one, just a complete ball of energy. He was gonna take on the world. And he came in and you know he's like, I'm gonna be the fastest quad amputee to get out of here. I have a wife, I have a daughter, I have things that I have to do. And he channeled that and he was able to focus on his rehab. Everybody used him frequently as either a mentor or they called him the mayor of Waltery. They would send him into somebody else's room when someone was having a bad day and say, you know, hey, if he can do it, you can do it. Because that just carries a different sort of weight than me with all of my limbs walking in and being like, yeah. no, really, you can run. It's easy. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Show them, don't tell them. Just say, hey, here's Travis, and then get out of the way. Right, exactly. Hey, meet this guy. <laughs> right. So why did he start the foundation? I mean, someone like that who has the energy, and you mentioned his family's, his daughter has the motivation to do that for them. Of course, he's got that personality. And you, you, I mean, you have a nickname like the mayor. You've got that personality. So I, I guess why he started the foundation probably isn't a good question, but how did he begin to do that because obviously he wanted to continue being the mayor of something bigger after he left Walter Reed. Right. You know, every great idea starts somewhere and then morphs, right? He and his wife and a small nonprofit had this idea that they would send care packages. And that's all it was ever going to be. They were going to make backpacks and put these packages together and send them to people overseas and and that was going to be it that's a great service you know when you know what it's like to be deployed you know the things that you appreciate getting from home and not everybody gets that from a support system at home so here we're going to send these backpacks well because travis's personality is so contagious he was able to get a lot of people on board with this idea and so as the funds kept coming in he realized like i think i can do more with this He actually had gone on a trip to Crested Butte, Colorado, and his wife was allowed to come with him because he was severely injured enough that he required a non-medical attendant. Not everybody gets that when they travel. Mm -hmm. And so he realized as he was mountain biking down in Colorado, a legit mountain, not like in Virginia. (laughs) And and he realized how cool that was to have his wife there um, with her support. And he said, you know, if we're gonna do this, we have to include the whole family. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's that, that's that's treating the the individual, and with that comes his support system, like that. That's that's fantastic. Right. So now, how would you describe what you do in Maine? How how would you actually tell you know other therapists what you're actually able to do there and who you do it for? <laughs> so I get to do the best of all things. <laughs> I have no note writing. I have no insurance documentation, what? submitting claims, any of that. Um, so we bring physically wounded vets and their families to Maine. And then I get to run all of the fun things for them to do here. So we have hand cycling, we have an adaptive ropes course, we do kayaking, golf, yoga, massage, you name it. And if we don't have it, I'll figure out a way to bring it next time. Wow. Um, and so we get to adapt everything and we make it you know, meet the needs of every member of the family while they're here. 
How many? Which uh, is super fun. Yeah, I mean, you're living in fantasy land. It sounds like candy land to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no. From one to the other, right? <laughs> no notes. Uh, you get to do kind of, you know, you play, you play games. And as we know from, from pediatrics all the way through to geriatrics, playing a game, making it meaningful, making it fun uh, right. is, is going to be the, the, the one thing or, or one of the giant things that will lead someone to getting better and getting better faster. That, that just sounds like it's summer camp, man. It, it is in all seasons. You know, people ask, like, describe this. And, and how how is it related to therapy? And it's, you know, people graduate from their rehab programs all the time and they go on to real life and it's the next phase of rehab. You know, we as therapists know that, especially with life-changing injuries like these, that rehab is a lifelong process and it changes the dynamics of every single person in that family. And so to allow a father to get on a hand cycle and bike ride with his kids for the first time is just as important as the first time they stand up. It's just in a different way. It's a lot more real life, which sometimes is in itself the best kind of motivation. Of course. Yeah, it's making it real. Of course. You're giving me a why. What can you tell me? What are some HIPAA safe uh, (laughs) success stories or just great moments that you've been able to see up there in Maine? Uh, I had one dad. So we offer a self-defense class from a veteran-owned organization that comes up here and they offer a self-defense class. So this dad is missing part of his pelvis on one side, very high above knee amputation on the other side. And he has three daughters and he went to that class with those girls and he was able to participate in teaching them how to be safe and take care of themselves while someone else was able to demonstrate what he was saying. And he said, for me, I never thought I'd be able to do that with them. But now, even though I don't feel like I can keep them safe, I feel like I have given them the tools to be able to keep themselves safe, which was, you know, sort of one of those, oh, you got my heart right there (laughs) kind of a moment. I mean, we've had people, one person said, I went fishing for the first time since I lost my dad because I lost my leg right before and I just didn't think it would be the same. So, you know, it touches a lot of aspects of their lives. And luckily for us, they share it with us. Gosh, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, but it's it's good because, you know, you, you can picture what those moments are like. And, and you said, re, you know, real life happens, quote, after rehab. Um, and I, I think Cole Galloway, who on this show said, you know, why would you want to climb fake stairs in a fake gym? There's fake stairs to nowhere. Let's get them out fishing because that's what they want to do mm-hmm. anyway. Let's get out of their right. let's get out of their way or even better. Let's go with them. You know, let's go with them fishing. Right. Let's go that's to, that fantasy world. Yeah. You get to go with them. How can someone uh, listening help? What are some of the ways people can, number one, find out more? How can they help and where can they do it? So we have a website. So TravisMillsFoundation.org. Our organization as a whole is largely run based on volunteers. And so anybody who wants to, you know, more information about becoming a volunteer, we have people that come up and vacation in Maine for a month in the summer. They come spend a week with us. You know, we and have are, the Amazon are these therapists list. or are these They're, who some are Some of they? them are, but if they come, they won't come in a necessarily a therapist capacity. But like I say, I always bring my therapist brain. Yeah, you can't you know, untie I'm that. Always, you can't, but it means you don't have to bill for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they come and they can do everything from helping on the waterfront or on a ropes course, being a driver at the airport, you know, housekeeping. I mean, really, it could be any number of things, but you get that interaction with those families. You get to watch what's happening around you while you're here. Um, so most people love doing that because... You know, honestly, at the end of the day, I probably, as much as I feel like we give to these people, I take home even more. Gosh, that sounds cool. All right, when can you take me? What do you need? I'm in. So we just wrapped up our second summer. So the organization, the 
retreat itself underwent massive renovations and opened uh, summer of 2017. So we just finished our second summer. We had 75 families come this summer. and we're Wow, gonna, that's um, a lot, 75. It is a lot. Good for you. So we can host eight families at a time. It's sort of a bed and breakfast style of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice because it keeps the group small. So they unintentionally get, you know, sort of their own form of counseling, mm-hmm. even though we try to stay away from anything resembling medicine because they've probably done that a lot. Sure. And we're getting ready to do six more weeks between now and the end of the year. And then we'll do our first ever official winter programming in February of next year. And what, what sort of things are you guys able to get into in the winter up there in Maine? You guys doing some adaptive skiing or what? The one thing we aren't going to do is downhill skiing and snowboarding. Okay. But we're lakeside, so in the summer we enjoy the water, but we're going to do ice fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. Sled hockey, snowshoeing, tubing, you know, all those other sort of fun winter things. You know, I mean, I'm from Virginia. Things don't freeze well enough down there to <laughs> yeah. be able to walk on water at all. Um, so to be up here and be able to, you know, ride on a snowmobile or, you know, do fun things like that, it's just different. That's great. TravisMills.org. There's also a, a movie available, TravisTheMovie.com. You can also get the link from TravisMills.org. Uh, talk about that, a soldier's story. Everybody has their story. And Travis's story, not only is it unique in the severity of his injuries, but what he has done in his outlook post-injury is what, you know, really has set him apart. And so... They did a documentary on him, on his story, on his recovery with his family. That one, you might cry in that one. That one pulls on your heartstrings a little bit, too. It's the reality of, you know, sending a a young soldier off to war and and the potential effects and, and outcomes of that on their way back. But it's a it's a great story. You can see his um outlook and attitude kind of shine through. He's a jokester for sure. He keeps our hands full. (laughs) Good. Award-winning documentary. That's Travis, A Soldier's Story. You can take a look. It's available on DVD, Blu-ray, and then the easy ones for me because I'm lazy. iTunes, Amazon, and Netflix are the easiest way to get there. (laughs) So also more information, Travis, the movie. Plus, I was on the website, travismills.org. I think I'm getting myself a t-shirt. You got a store with some stuff that's available uh, looking good? Yeah, we do. And I think it's actually, it's going to be updated here in the next uh, couple of months. But we like you know, to make sure that just to kind of spread the word in as many ways as we can. And uh, Kelly, what have you learned working uh, working with Travis since you since you met him and beyond? What what are some of the things that you've taken away that you've that you've been able to use and say, wow, these are things I can apply universally. I think the not being a limited factor is probably the biggest thing. That where there's quite literally where there's a will, there's a way, no matter what. I remember having the challenge of, you know, okay, get Travis's heart rate up. Let's do some sort of cardio exercise with him. Everything that pops to your normal mind is out the window with someone with no arms and no legs acutely post-surgery. So if you can kind of problem solve and just look outside the box and and not limit yourself or, or put limitations on what your patient's expectations are, I think that's invaluable. Yeah, I love the fact that on that trip to Colorado, as you mentioned, he, he knew that because he was able to have his wife there, that having that family member support is something that you should focus on and draw and build a program around because we're trying to return Travis to wherever and whoever he wants to be around and everybody else that we work with. That, that, that's, our, that's our goal, whether we say it or not. So I'm glad that this program that you guys have, have created is literally centered around that. Right. You know, I mean, in school, how many times did we spend time on that ICF model and yep. all of those things that it's like, oh, I really hope I never have to do this again in, in real life after school. But in reality, those are all factors that 
play into how somebody's going to do once they're not coming to see you anymore. And yep. you want that to be as strong as possible. And you find support for these patients wherever you can. And then you want to foster that and continue it. Because at the end of the day, you can't be with everyone all the time, no matter how much we try. And so to be able to give them resources and their own network where, you know, they realize that no, they're not the only one to go through this is something that you know, it's priceless for them. Yeah. And I, and I always thought that patient education was just kind of a throwaway while I was in school, patient and <laughs> caregiver education. Then I realized when you, when you start working with people like, oh, no, that's like one of the biggest things because yeah. you're not going to be around me all the time. Right. So, they might try. Might try <laughs> they might try. Some, you know, we do have people who try to stick around a little bit, a little bit too long. And some we want to <laughs> keep around to, a little bit longer. But right. know, the key is I, I got to make sure that you understand the what, the why, the how that we're doing here so that you can take it beyond. Right. Come back and visit. Come I always tell visit. people, you know, always come back and visit, but don't need me. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Stand by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to the PT Pinecast. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Hey guys, Maestro here, and I want to personally invite you to Rockstock 2018, the movement experience of the year. Join us in sunny Miami Beach, Florida on October 27th and 28th for movement, laughter, dancing, music, fun, and yes, you will get CEUs. The lineup is absolute fire, including yours truly and your girl, Dr. Court Conley. So head on over to rocktape.com, use the code PTPintCasters18 to save yourself some money. I'll see you there. Back to the PT Pinecast with Jimmy McKay. Kelly, you ready for three questions? Absolutely. Uh, three questions on the show is brought to you by our sponsors, Arias Medical Staffing. Uh, all 50 states, including Maine, is where they find physical therapists' jobs. Period. They want you to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, and you can find out any information about travel therapy, short-term or long-term placement, at aureusmedical.com. Like when you're a travel therapist, uh, insurance, con ed, housing, They've got people who know the ins and outs of all those things, so they get you hooked up. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. Kelly, first question. You uh, went to PT school in Virginia. Now you're living up in Maine. Where else in the 50 U.S. states would you want to go and be a PT if you could? Colorado. Colorado, Alaska, Hawaii are the, uh, are the ones that come up a lot. <laughs> uh, second question. What's something that you read that really inspired you? I read Frank Beamer's book. I'm a hokey. Oh, huh. So I read I read his book, and I think that his attitude towards how he treats every single person that he encounters in his day was really important to make sure that I re- I try to remember that no matter you know how big or job small someone's job may seem, if you interact with them in a day, they're important to you. That's great. Yeah, the hokies. You guys tend to stick together. We do. It's good. It's a good world. <laughs> uh, last question on three questions. Who is someone that the audience should know more about? Travis. That seems like an obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is we heard a little bit about him, but unintentional plug, watch his movie, right? <laughs> watch the movie and you're going to find out a little bit more about him because you're going to see it from, uh, from, a different, from a different lens, literally and figuratively, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. You're off the hot seat. That's uh, three questions from our uh, from our sponsors, Arias Medical Staffing. And again, that website to find out about travel physical therapy is aureusmedical.com. I actually had a friend sign up just the other day 
to figure out a uh, travel placement. So do what you want where you want it with Arius. All right. Uh, last thing we do on the show is your parting shot. This is the parting shot. Uh, parting shot is your last opportunity, Kelly, to leave uh, a thought, a feeling, a sentiment with the audience. What would you want them to know before you go? You know, don't be limited by the clinic for PT. Make sure that you remember that the person sitting in front of you has a whole life outside of your your clinic walls. And I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I'm going to say, if in theory Travis were on the show, never give up, never quit. That's the, uh, the motto of the Travis Mills Foundation. More information, travismills.org. The movie, the book, the store, even if uh, if this, this story has moved you a little bit, drop a donation, you can do it there to help uh, some other people maybe enjoy that retreat up in Maine. Kelly, appreciate your time. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm a little bit, and I know a lot of people listening, a little bit jealous that uh, the things that you, you get to do and the people that you get to do them with and how you get to do them. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management, Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love it. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.